welcome to the Pro Sports Talk Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Pro Sports Talk Podcast. Um, this is episode 5, 6, this is episode 6, yeah, of, uh, of the podcast and today I want to discuss, um, I want to talk about the rookie first round quarterbacks, um, and how how I think they'll handle the 2020 season, uh, each one of them. And so I'll just look at, there are four guys, um, and so I'll look at, go at, through each one, um, look at the, them as a player, the position, the situation they're in, and I'll, I'll analyze all of it to make a decision regarding how I think uh, they'll be able to perform, if they'll even get to play, you know, that type of thing. So starting off with the number one overall pick, uh, Joe Burrow. His situation, uh, the Bengals. I think the Bengals are better than people give them credit for. Um, I think the real issue the Bengals have isn't the roster for the most part, but it's um, it's actually the division, the AFC North. It's a it's a really good division, so it's going to be tough for them to to succeed in that division, especially with a rookie quarterback, you know, first-year guy. Um, and so I think that's their biggest problem. But um, I think if anyone could succeed in with the Bengals in the AFC North, it would be Joe Burrow. Uh, he has the confidence, uh, the belief in himself to, to be able to succeed uh, at some in some way at some point in time with that team. Um, and now, regarding the altered offseason, I actually think Burrow is a guy who has an advantage because he of the rookie quarterbacks because he knows how to handle um, getting to a place late because obviously he got to LSU late. He transferred after spring training, and so he missed their first spring training, and so he could call back to what he did to prepare then and maybe correct some mistakes he noticed he made when preparing, stuff like that, to fix it and um, get up to speed and be continue, you know, his success as a quarterback. Um, so as a player, I, I, I think he was the best quarterback in the class. Um, in the draft class, he, his command of the offense is really amazing. Um, his understanding of defenses and the guy, uh, matchups, all this is great. Uh, super for, you know, his level. Um, for where he is uh, as a player at, in, at his age. And so he, he clearly watches a lot of film, and that's going to help him a lot uh, as he enters the NFL because the more film you watch, the more you dedicate from yourself to the game, the more likely you are to succeed. Also, I look at the fact that he, he did improve from his first to second year at LSU, uh, which means that he, he is able, when he watches film of himself, he can go and critique uh, some of the mistakes he made. He's not afraid of doing that. He's He doesn't have a huge ego to where he thinks he's perfect or anything like that. So he can fix himself, um, improve. He can do that. He's done it before. He can do it again if he ever needs to. And so that's that's a really important thing to have. His accuracy is elite. His ball placement is, is elite. Um... He just puts the ball where it has to be. Even if he doesn't have the strongest arm, uh, he doesn't need it because he has the 
the ball placement ability uh, and stuff like that. And uh, he did have a great receiving court at LSU that helped him out a lot. Guys like Jamar Chase, obviously, uh, Terrace Marshall, Justin Jefferson. He had Thad Moss at tight end, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at, at the, out of the backfield. But um, he, he elevated those guys a lot as well to the point where they were able to look I mean, they are all great, but they were able to look even better because of some of the throws he was making. Um, yeah, that's his. That's regarding his accuracy uh, and all that. His pocket mobility is also phenomenal. Um, he he senses pressure. He slides. I mean, you can look at the play against Mississippi State. Um, he he has pressure in his face. He slides around. And he steps up and throws a strike to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the end zone. Like 30, 40 yards, something around that. Um, It was a great play. And you could see his mobility in the pocket. He can move around there. Uh, There was also a play where you could see it like uh, against Ole Miss. Yeah, it was against Ole Miss. There were like four guys in his face and he threw a strike. uh, And he, he threw a touchdown. And so... Uh, he's mobile in the pocket, can slide around, sense pressure. That's very important. He can also, he's also very good on the run, throwing the ball. He's a great thrower. When he's moving on the run, uh, you can see plays like uh, against Georgia in the SEC championship. Um, you know, where the, the play where he, he has to slide right in the pocket, but there's a guy coming from the right. Um, so he has to spin back left, and but there's another guy there. So he has to juke back to the right, get past those two rushers, and he's running outside to the right to the sideline, and he has to throw 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 the ball uh, forty yards downfield to uh, Justin Jefferson, who turns it into a seventy yard pickup and puts them in the red zone. Um, and so that was a phenomenal play on the run. It was really impressive. Uh, I remember watching that, and my jaw just dropped. It was it was amazing. It was an amazing play. He can also, uh, he can also just scramble as a runner. He's really good. He's a sneaky good athlete. He can just tuck it and run and go. Um, and the, there are plenty big, and he can do it in big moments. You can look at the Alabama game. Um, at the end of the game, he basically iced the game with a run. Just up the middle, uh, it was his you know, Heisman moment. Some people called it, especially the announcers during the game, the commentators. They like could be a Heisman moment, and it was one of them because he had a lot. And then he had multiple runs against Clemson in the uh, championship game. Um, most notably, his first half, the end of the first half run, uh, to set up a touchdown to put them up uh, a few scores. Which was which was a huge run. Uh, it was really it was really impressive too that he he got all that all those yards out of that run. And um, as I already mentioned, the arm strength is is average to above average, but doesn't really matter. Uh, arm strength is overrated to be honest. It just it's about ball placement, and that's how he wins. He wins with ball placement and IQ, and um, that's how he's going to be able to continue to win and have success um, with the Bengals in the NFL. Uh, moving on to Tua, who was the fifth pick to my Dolphins, uh, my favorite team. 
I think this is a great situation uh, for Tua. The Dolphins are a lot better as a roster talent-wise than they were last year. And last year they went 5-11. and They way overperformed because of a great coaching staff um, and players that played really hard and wanted to win, which is really important. So there's there's a culture there. And um, and Tua, you add Tua now to that team, and you could have your franchise quarterback. I think they do. Um, and especially the Dolphins team, say he doesn't play this year, right? Or even if he does, um, the Dolphins have two more first-round picks next year, two more seconds, nine total picks in the in the draft next year, the 2021 draft. And so they're going to improve their team even more in that draft. And, and it's just going to be a really talented overall team around Tua to help him succeed. Um, so Tua's... Tua, so we know that Burrow's going to start, right? Burrow's definitely starting. But Tua, um, it's actually interesting to see. Is he going to start? Is he not? Uh, is Fitz, uh, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick going to start? Or will Tua give him a run for his money? Or are the Dolphins going to retreat him for a year? Will he come in week 11 after the bye? Or will the bye is week 11? Will he come in week 12? Something like that. So his starting status is um, unclear. Um, but I trust Brian Flores to make the right de- and the coaching staff to make the right decision regarding uh, his availability, his his playing time, and all that. Um, a big advantage that Tua does have on the Dolphins uh, is that Ryan Fitzpatrick is there, who who's a veteran guy who's been on a lot of teams, who knows how to handle the NFL, how to play quarterback, right, and and. He wants to mentor Tua. He said it, he said it multiple times that he's really excited to work with Tua and just teach him everything about being a quarterback, right? Because and that that's huge for Tua, because not a lot of not many uh, rookie quarterbacks get to have that veteran quarterback that's eager to to teach them. So that's going to help him a lot. You could look at Mahomes um, and how much that helped him. So as a player. Uh, Tua had the best college uh, career over the first rounders, right? Uh, we all know what he's done as a, as a player. The, the national championship comeback, um, and he's put in the in the second half. You know, his second year, his sophomore year, where he was in the Heisman race, second in the came in second. You know, all this stuff. His his accolades, his accomplishments, uh, his talent. He's a high IQ guy. Um, his accuracy is 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 special like it's really a one of his a special trait that he has his accuracy his ball placement um he's probably the most accurate quarterback in the class he's more accurate like even more than burrow even though i think burrow is extremely elite accuracy but i think to a special accuracy um that you know Drew Brees-esque. That's the comp for him, I think, not Russell Wilson. Uh, many people compare him to Russell Wilson, but I, I don't think he's as athletic as Russell Wilson. I think he needs to learn to be more like Drew Brees, um, stay in the pocket more, and deliver throws from the pocket. I think he'll really be able to succeed a lot, though he does have that athleticism where he could move around. Um, Nick Saban, I think, in my opinion, hearing Nick Saban and all these Alabama guys rave about Tua tells me a lot about him, about how he's 
hardworking guy. He's dedicated and he he's a great teammate and he really wants to win, which I think is super important, uh, especially as a quarterback, a franchise quarterback. Um, and so as a player, you know, he has, as I mentioned, he has mobility uh, that we saw in college. It's yet to be seen how the hip injury is going to affect it, but I, I don't think it will too much. I think he looks really good right now in the videos that we've seen of him. But um, even if his mobility is fine, I'd like to see him run around less, you know, throw the ball more. Uh, not necessarily give up on plays, but just know when nothing's there and know when to throw it away. That's super important, especially for a guy like him who's been injured uh, a lot. He's he, And most of those injuries, honestly, are because he... he held onto the ball trying to make a play that was never gonna happen anyways so teaching him how to throw the ball away is gonna be huge for his development um now his ball placement uh, in short to inter inter intermediate areas is is phenomenal right it's like some of the best i've seen from a college quarterback um even better than a lot of nfl guys he's it's it's special and then his deep ball is also great um he throws a great deep ball i mean you can look at the national championship game against georgia the the game-winning throw um that he made down the sideline to Devonte smith and it was a broken coverage right um and and real and the defense probably should have never allowed that to happen but uh they did to have picked it up and he threw he threw the ball from the 40-yard line on a rope right down the field for a touchdown all the way to the end zone, which is um, which is phenomenal. Uh, you can see the deep accuracy. Uh, he knows how to take advantage of mismatches, which he'll have a lot of in terms of uh, in, in Miami with guys like Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, who, who are big physical receivers. Uh, Devontae is 6'3". Uh, 210 Williams is is 65210 and Preston Williams had a, was having a great rookie season before he uh before he tore his ACL. I think he's going to come back. He's going to be a really good receiver for the team. Um and that's going to help too a lot. Uh now as I mentioned before my concerns uh him holding on to the ball for too long. Uh Dolphins coaching staff is going to need to fix that and Tua also has to recognize this and work on it in his free time to, to make sure that it's really solid and then that he needs to play more like Drew Brees and Russell Wilson that he's not as athletic as he thinks he is so he just needs to improve that and he should be really good possibly the best quarterback from this class yet to see um, I'm hoping he is obviously as a Dolphins fan but um, I think I really like Tua I really do um so yeah that that's my opinion on Tua and I think I think if he plays his rookie he's going to succeed um and then he's just going to keep getting better as the Dolphins improve especially if they add a, a receiver next year in the draft which I think next year's draft should fo be focused on on surrounding Tua with skill position guys that are really like impactful so you can get him a if you if you the Dolphins are in a position where they could get a Jamar Chase. That would be amazing, right? And a running back, maybe a tra Travis Etienne. Uh, maybe late in the first, they could trade up. Or even in the second, uh, maybe a guy like Najee Harris. Something like that, who he's familiar with. So I think that should be important for them. And he's really going to thrive, I think, 
uh, on the on the Dolphins in the NFL. Um, so moving on to the next quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert, who was taken sixth uh, by the Chargers. I'm I'm a lot higher on Herbert than most people are, than a lot of people are at least. I think he's I think he's a good quarterback. Um, that has a lot of talent and potential. Um, and I think the Chargers are a really good place for him to go, because they're a, a they're a really complete roster apart from their O line, which I'm gonna get to later. Um, but yeah, I think he has weapons. He's gonna have weapons. Um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, if he can stay healthy, Austin Eckler out of the backfield, guys like that. He's gonna have weapons. Uh, his defense which is a super important aspect. He has a great defense, so he's not going to have to get into sh- these huge shootouts where the game is on his shoulders, right? And so he's not going to have that pressure. Um, now, I don't think he should start. I don't think he's ready to start year one, right? He needs to sit at least a year behind a guy like Tyra Taylor and learn because he has way too many um, inconsistencies that he has to fix, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover those uh, soon, but... He has to fix these things to improve as a player to where he could really uh, thrive in the NFL, which he has the potential to. And also their O-line isn't that great. So they, they need to fix that. They need to improve it so he doesn't he's not constantly under fire, um, which could you know break a, break a guy. Because when you're being pressured, you're not going to be able to make a lot of plays, and that could break his confidence, which you don't want in a young, in a young quarterback. So as a player... Um, obviously, first thing that stands out to you is this guy looks like a great athlete, right? He's he's six six, almost two hundred and forty pounds. His forty time was four six eight. Um, you could see his athleticism on the field. He can run around. Uh, he can you know he he can scramble out of the pocket. He's you watch the Pac twelve championship game, the Rose Bowl. He took over those games with his legs, and it was really impressive. Um, then when you watch him throw. He has, his arm strength is huge, like he has a huge arm, which for him is both a positive and negative. Um, it allows him to fit in a lot of uh, throws into tight windows, um, get, get the ball to his deep threats, which he's going to have um, in LA. But the problem is watching his tape, watching him play in college, he, he, does, he, does, he relies on his arm strength a lot to fit into windows. He doesn't really throw the ball with touch. Um, very often if at all really he he relies on on just fitting it in there just getting the ball into the into the window to complete a pass which he's gonna have to fix he's gonna have to learn to throw with a lot more touch more often uh, in the nfl if you can do that that's gonna help him a lot um he also has to improve uh, on getting through his progressions in time because he takes he takes a while to see his receivers, to get through his progressions and, and make a decision on what he wants to do. Um, and this this causes him to miss open receivers a lot of the time. You can look at games like um, like the Cow game. He, he had a, he had his running back lined up at receiver, right? Um, the guy was number 30, and he was running a seam route, right? And... All he had to do was was read one defender, uh, one DB, whether he would come down to play the uh, the running back coming out of the backfield on a on a route to the flats, or if he was going to play the seam. And the defender played the running back, and so as soon as he sees 
as soon as he sees the the DB's hips uh, pointed towards the running back, he should have he should have been throwing the ball down the seam, especially because um, he was farther away from the from the receiver. So it would have given the uh, the safety and the uh, the boundary cornerback time to close in on that. So he should have thrown it right there. But for some reason, I don't know why he he didn't throw it right there. Um, he waited and then he threw it, which caused his back to take uh, the receiver to take a big hit, and the pass was incomplete, which um, which was not good. Uh, the cow game wasn't good for him in general. It was a rough game, so he has to, he has to learn how to fix this. Um, and that's part of the reason why he needs to sit, I think. And then, um, he you know he has him as a player. He's really inconsistent. In terms of he plays, he's a great player. One game, like the Colorado game, um, he was amazing, like amazing, amazing, phenomenal, right? But then the Cal game, like I just mentioned, he was not good at all. Um, he threw two picks to the um, Ashton Davis, right? Who the Jets picked uh, in the third round? Third round, I think it was a, like early third round, late second round, something like that. I think it was pick sixty-eight. Um. And yeah, he, he threw two picks to him. It was it was not a good game at all. Um, and I do want to mention that a lot of a lot of his his flaws in college. A lot of it wasn't really his fault because the system he, he had a, he had a bunch of different coaches. I think he had three different head coaches in his four years at Oregon. Um, uh, his, the schemes were not built for for a quarterback at all to throw the ball to look good throwing the ball it was it was built on running the ball and defense right which is a problem for a guy like herbert who's a quarterback and you know he needs to throw the ball to impress scouts uh in the nfl it's a problem for him in the nfl obviously it led to some to success in college they won the rose bowl and all that but um it just wasn't a good scheme for him to to succeed and also when you look at his supporting cast it was they weren't on the level of you know burrows or tua's they just weren't that great, um, and that that didn't help him at all. Then uh, then make him look good a lot of the time, and so that's why I'm a lot higher on Herbert. And I think if he can fix these inconsistencies, I think he has the work ethic. I think he loves the game enough. Even though I know question people question this about him, does he really love the game? I think he does, um, and I think he's improved a lot as a, as a leader. Everything that we've heard about him from the senior bowl um it's all been positive he he really did well in the draft process and so i think he's trending up and he's gonna be able to correct all his mistakes or a good amount of them and, and succeed uh, especially with a guy as talented as him so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how he does um and then we move on to the fourth and final quarterback picked in the first round and the most controversial one uh, Jordan Love, who was picked uh, 26th by the Packers, um, they traded up to that 20 to the 26th spot. They moved up with the Dolphins um, to get Love. Now, Jordan Love's not going to play for a while. He's not going to play for a, a long time, which is the best thing that could have happened for him. He needs to develop a lot as a player. Um, he's really boomer bust. Uh, and so the fact that he gets to sit and learn behind Aaron Rodgers, just watch him, even just w- just watching him, he's gonna learn. He's gonna learn a lot about being a quarterback, about being more consistent, making the right decision, 
um, honing his craft and all that. That's that's even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to mentor him, just watching him. If Rodgers does mentor him, which I think he will, Rod, he he said um, in his conference call thing that he was, you know, he wasn't happy about it, but he sounded mature enough to where he's not going to make the mistake that Brett Favre did with him, right? So that's good for love. Uh, it's good for him. Now, as a player, he's immensely talented. He's he he has good size, six four, uh, two twenty five, I think, something around that. Um, and when you watch his film, he looks like two different people in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. And this is a lot of this is a result of the the change that Utah State had uh, from one season to the next. Um, he lost his coaching staff and almost all of his starters on offense. So he was playing with new guys, new coaching staff. Everything was new for him. And and the new guys weren't as good as the old guys. So he was asked to carry you know a much larger load in 2019. So he was forcing a lot of throws um, that you know were intercepted, which is why he had so many interceptions um, or incompletions, uh, stuff like that. So that was unfortunate for him. Uh, something that he really couldn't control. Uh, he was just trying to win games, and and you know, sometimes you have to, you have to try to make plays. And he was just put in a position where he had to make a lot of plays. And you know, with less talent, that's not always going to work. Um, his off-platform throws, uh, you can see the talent that he has when he's making those off-platform throws. You know, people compare him to Mahomes, which I don't think is a fair comparison to be honest. I don't think he's Mahomes. I think he's really good though, and I think watching Rodgers make some of those off-platform throws could give him, you know, ideas because a lot of his create is creativity. So he could get ideas. He could learn footwork on those off-platform throws, um, stuff like that, to to help improve even things that he's good at, right? Um, he can throw on the run. He's he's mobile. He's athletic. Um, needs to learn to take what the defense gives him, which is a problem with a lot of guys. Um, if the defense is is leaving a checkdown open, you take the checkdown, right? You have to learn how to. It's so important. There's there's no shame in checking it down, right? Uh, just take your yards. A positive gain is a positive gain, and that's what you want as a quarterback. Just just get yards. Um, so take what the defense gives him. Um, he needs to he needs to not feel like he has to, you know, carry the team, which. Obviously, I mentioned he he felt that in, at Utah State. So hopefully, Green Bay, um, the Packers organization, he makes him feel you know that he doesn't have to do this. They help surround him, um, help him gain trust in his teammates, and that's going to be really important for him. And um, yeah, he's going to sit. He's going to develop. I think, and we'll see what the Packers have uh, by the time he plays. Which, in my opinion two to three years uh, at least where he should he should just sit and learn and then he could he could be really good and so I think it's uh, so obviously he's not going to play this year uh, this is what I'm getting at um, and so yeah that's what I think is going to happen with all four guys Burrow's going to start I think he's going to be successful Tua if he starts he's going to be successful it's looking more and more like he's going to start at, he's going to play at some point in the 2020 season um, so that's good for him um, Herbert, I don't think should start. Uh, I don't think should play uh, in 2020. He needs to improve to learn. They get more consistent, 
and then Jordan Love just needs to sit till you know the 2023 season something like that or you know if Rodgers retires or decides he wants to move on or something like that get traded um then yeah but anyways that was episode five of the pro sports episode six apologize made the same mistake of the pro sports talk podcast um thanks for listening and i hope you'll join me again next time